Hey, you are listening to the Inspire Her podcast. My name is Farron, and I'm so excited to bring in some inspiration, some amazing guests, and give you the tools you need to live your best life. Let's learn from each other, let's support each other, and let's inspire her. All right, so welcome back to the Inspire Her podcast. I am so excited that you are listening in. And today I'm doing this podcast with my friend and we are doing it side by side, which is not something I usually do. I usually find women that I don't really live near or find random women that I can interview. And this time, this girl actually lives in my neighborhood. So before you get to know her, I'm going to be interviewing Molly. And actually Molly and I first met at preschool. So our children went to school together. And so just if you can envision Molly, Molly is the type of person that when you're walking up to school with your kid and you're just waiting for someone to smile at you, she's that girl. She's the girl that's going to smile at you, going to wave at you, like say good morning. Um, She beats all the odds for like every fear that you have walking into preschool because she's that girl. And so that is actually why we became friends because I was so drawn to her happiness and I was like, this girl is awesome and I just wanted to hang around her. So as we started to become friends, I realized like that she had a lot going on behind that smile. The first thing that I realized is that she was a single mom. Um, She has two beautiful girls, but I remember thinking like, oh my gosh, this girl's a single mom. She's smiling every day. Like she's going to work. She's taking care of kids. She's always here. Like how does she do it? And so when I first decided to do this podcast, I thought like, this would be a great idea. Like, let's talk to the single mom who can do it all. Like this is, she's showing life after that. And then we sat down for dinner one night and we're sitting there at dinner and she tells me more of her story and that she doesn't just have two little girls. She actually has a third. And as you know, she's telling this story and she's, I'm like feeling all upset. Like, I can't believe I didn't know, but she makes you feel so comfortable to talk about this. And so here, like Molly is just, you're already thinking like, okay, she's already amazing. She's already been through a lot. And then you find out this. And so Molly's daughter, Eva, was a stillborn. And actually October is um, infant Pregnancy and Infant Awareness Month. Um, And actually today, October 15th, is Pregnancy and Infant Awareness or Remembrance Day. So it couldn't be more fitting that we're meeting up today. And I'm so excited that Molly wants to share her story, inspire others, inspire other women, and let people know more information and just kind of give people, I would say, hope. Because, you know, going through this, I can't even imagine how a mom would feel. But Molly is just selflessly talking, telling her story. So I'm going to, I'm sweating, like, because <laughs> we're looking at each other. <laughs> and um, so I'm going to let Molly, I'm going to turn it over to Molly. So Molly, if you can just tell us a little bit about you, a little bit about what you do for work, a little bit about your girls, and just, and then maybe let's tell us a little bit about your story. Sure. Thanks so much for having me on. Yeah. This is so exciting. Yep. So like Farron said, I, I um, do work full time. I'm a consultant at Booz Allen. Hamilton, and I have uh, two living girls, um, Evelyn Claire, who is four, and also Lucy, who is three. Evelyn is going to be five in um, a couple of weeks, though. You're good. You're totally good. We're like looking at each other, like, all right, where do we go? So, 
So, okay. So leading in, so let's just, let's just go right in and you're good. So I, so I'll do a lot of talk. I can talk a lot. So actually Molly and I got together the other night and we're sitting there, we're having dinner and we start talking about loss and having stillborn. And I asked her a lot of questions. I've never had this situation happen to me. And so I immediately felt a little like a little uncomfortable. Like, I don't know if she wants to talk about this. And I felt like, oh my gosh, I'm so, I said like, I'm so sorry. Like, am I, I don't know if you want to talk about this. And she was like, no, I do. I want like, let's talk about this. Nobody asked me these questions. So I feel like this is so great. And that leads into, I guess, like the first question, like, so what, like what happened? So tell us about Aoife. Sure. So my, my first daughter, Aoife, as Farron mentioned, was stillborn. So at um, 34 weeks, she, um, well, it was, you know, a, a mom's parents, dad's grief too. Um, it was a worst nightmare where they could not find a heartbeat. So my, my water broke in the middle of the night. We thought maybe this was an early delivery at, you know, at 34 weeks and went to the hospital and they just could not find the heartbeat. So the hard part is with the stillbirth, you do go through the full delivery. So we were induced for labor and delivered beautiful baby girl. And, you know, just like other parents, it's, it's still emotional. So this was actually six years ago. Um, but each time you talk about it, it's just, you, you kind of relive some of those moments and the moments that you did have with your baby. And our, luckily our, both of our um, families were there. So we got to spend time with, with Aoife, with all of our families. And then um, the hard part is leaving the hospital. So you just, you go home and you expect to go home with your prepared nursery and everything. But, um, you know, you go home empty, empty handed. The other difficult part was that we did not have a reason for what happened. So to this day, I don't know. We went through, you know, as I said there, I've done two other beautiful girls, um, for Evelyn's pregnancy, we ran through the gamut of tests. They went through looking at the placenta, everything that, that could have been done, but still no answers. So that just really didn't sit well with us, you know, thinking, well, you know, how is that possible? There, there should be an answer here. And I think also when I was thinking about this too, is um, I have a health background, went to graduate school, but still when I was told there was no heartbeat, I sat there thinking that I didn't even think that was an option, right? You know, and we're not told that, at least, especially as a you know your first pregnancy. It's not something that, at least in my experience, I was really talked through that that was something that could happen that late in pregnancy. You know, you're told, okay, get through the first trimester, then then you announce your pregnancy because you're quote in the clear. Well, there's never a point where you're in the clear, and right. I think that's that's a piece where. We don't talk about it while we're pregnant. And then the other difficult part is we don't talk about it afterwards. So, okay. So you're in the hospital, you go there, like your water breaks, you go to the hospital and then they say no heartbeat. And then they, you go straight to, Hey, you're going to deliver this baby right now. Yeah. Well, um, so then I think, um, you know, it can differ in different circumstances, but, um, so we were induced induced for labor. So you have to go through the whole process. So, um, Molly and I talked before and she said that she had time to get her whole family there and you had time to bring people there. And so, um, I guess, you know, when you're looking back, you know, at that Molly, you know, there, 
what would you say to Molly? Like, you know, now that you know what you know, like, what would you say to someone going through that? I think if you're in that situation, you just, you want to spend as much time as you can, take as many photos as you can. It, it's, it's difficult to do and, and to kind of get, wrap your head around that moment, but there are a lot of resources um, that we're working now to help, help hospitals um, have and, and to be knowledgeable of, but there's resources to help you take photos of your baby, um, just to really have that time, because as hard as it is, as it is then, you're really going to want that later. Right. Um, Molly also has a Molly bear. It's actually called a Molly bear, not it's just called, because of you. No, no, no yeah. it's, it's, um, it's another organization that they make bears and they, the bears are weighted to the weight of your baby. So um, when Aoife was born, she was um, just, just under six pounds. And so my, um, my Molly bear weighs just about six pounds. So there's times where you kind of, you have that empty arm feeling you can hold the, your bear. That's really nice. Mm -hmm. I actually held Eva, Eva's weight in a Molly bear, and it was really nice, and it really put things into perspective because that was a heavy bear, mm -hmm. you know. So I can't imagine how you felt. So you said like parents, like dads, grieve too. Mm -hmm. So what what do you think is for a spouse? Let's like they don't know what to do. What you know? What is good advice for them? What should they do to help? I guess not, I guess in that situation, not, you know, or just, you know, post, you know, what, what can they do to help support their spouse? I think one of the big things is just being, you know, just being aware of both of your feelings and being aware that, you, that grief is, you know, is different for different people. There are a lot of support groups available. And I think it's really important to do that as a couple, as well as, you know, if you need to have um, grief counseling on your own but it's really important to do it as a couple to see how you can best support one another. And did you do that and on your own too? Did you do yes. both? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that was helpful. It was extremely helpful. And then you got pregnant shortly or how much long, because you had Evie the following year. Yes. Yeah. Yep. A year apart. And so I was telling Molly that in one of my fitness groups, we were opening up about people that, you know, I've been through this and we really just, you know, left it open a safe place for people to talk about it. And someone on there had, they had written that they had lost and that they were scared like their whole next pregnancy. And so is that like a real feeling that you had? Like, Oh yes. How do you but get through that? That is high, a, a time of really high anxiety. And I think having great communication with your provider. So making sure that, that they know your history, that, if it is now potentially, so we were still then considered a high risk pregnancy. So had high monitoring, um, which really helped with that, just having frequent check-ins, um, frequent tests. So that was helpful. And uh, there are also support groups and just groups to be able to talk with parents to let you know you're not alone at that point either. Like it, the, the grieving process, it, it isn't over right after that it can come back and it's a really difficult time to go through um, a subsequent pregnancy. So, and I remember you saying that when you had Evie, like a whole wave of feelings came back about, you know, like that you missed out on that with Aoife. Like, how was that? Like, yeah, as, especially being my first baby. Once we had Evelyn and she was a beautiful, healthy girl. It, 
it made it the as you're saying the the feelings came back of what what we missed out on the first time so every milestone you go through you're thinking oh that's that's where we should have been right yeah we're getting a little emotional here yeah i know it's <laughs> it's never easy it's health, so healthy and and helpful to, to talk about but yep it's still difficult what do you okay so this is how can somebody you know like a friend and then you're going through this like how can a friend help you like go you know what can a friend do to make you feel better you know like kind of get through this with you like what would you suggest i think don't be afraid to talk about it don't be afraid to ask about the baby don't be afraid to say their name you know they they still they were a little person and they were a part of you and can't just be our memory it just it's really helpful to to talk about to talk about mm -hmm. it yeah so you're okay you're so i think some people might feel like i'm i don't want to upset her but it's not like that at all no no, no. like talking about her like you know brings her up and is okay you know the thing is and I, th I think all lost parents will agree we think about them every day and so to have the opportunity to talk about your child you know it just still feels like a beautiful thing yeah it is it is if you could be sitting here with molly she's just like she's still smiling right now like she's like the sweetest person and just you know and i was really nervous to talk to you about eva like you know and i wanted to know because you know like how can i be a good friend how can i help you know and i don't want to not talk about her and then that be upsetting you know mm -hmm. but so we, we've actually we talk about her <laughs> you know i like ask questions a lot and so it has been nice to you know to learn this and stuff so i'm so grateful for the conversation and just for you to be um be willing to to ask questions and talk about it also yeah this is something pretty extraordinary but um eva's birthday is on october 30th mm -hmm. And um, Molly does something special on that day. Do you want to? Yeah, sure. Each year we um, we go to the labor and delivery room, and it's not, not, it's not the hospital that we um, she was born in, but um, we go with with flowers and with a card for the the care team and the clinicians because it we just want to let them know how important they are. And you know, I I can still remember faces and names of our team and their compassion and their empathy during that time is just never forgotten so we just like to remind them how important they are and so we put that in a card and flowers for the care team and then unfortunately there might be other families that are not having a right you know a, a stay in the hospital bed that they had anticipated so we bring some flowers that they can share with with um any other families that's really nice of you like you're literally the nicest person like and this wasn't even where you don't go back to where she was born is that what you said right so we um we now go to the hospital where our, our other two okay were born so it doesn't so for people listening and you're like okay this is that's a great idea it doesn't matter if you move you know it doesn't mm -hmm. matter you know you can go anywhere and you tell them kind of your story when you go is and then so i mean that's really nice you know it doesn't just because you left that where did, where was she born? She was born in Silver Spring. Okay. Hospital. Okay. So Molly, um, not only does she take flowers, 
Um, but she is also part of the Star Legacy Foundation. Um, so she's been talking a lot about support groups. And um, I know this is a really big passion of hers. So can you tell us more about how did you get involved in the Star Legacy? And then tell us more about that. Sure. So, you know, as I mentioned, not having an answer or not, not knowing what happened and having a health background, it just, it just is so unsettling and didn't feel right. So there, there's kind of that, that feeling of needing to do something, but then also needing the support and looking for support groups and, and people who understand. So um, kind of in that research, I came across the Star Legacy Foundation. It's been six years. So since then, there's um, a, a small team of us, but we started a local chapter here in Maryland. So we work on, on advocacy, on research, prevention, and education, getting the knowledge so we can prevent um, stillbirths and other, um, and other tragedies from happening. So you've been, so they were there for you, is it like, and then now you're just keeping this going and helping and a part of it. Yeah, they, they um, so the executive director, Lindsay Wimmer, is also a um, nurse with a um, with strong health background. And so they've put together also a, um, a strong curriculum and modules for teaching um, clinicians. So they can, uh, we can help set up different um, continuing education classes for their teams in the hospital, which, you know, we found is so important. Also, they have bro- brochures that Anyone can go online and order so you can have information for your practice or hospital. And then also they have support group sessions for a range of groups of bereaved parents, parenting after loss, also a separate dad's group, grandparents, and then also for um, pregnancy after loss, as we talked about before as well. Okay. And then something interesting um, that you said is that you're also doing we're going to do the, uh, the, we're looking at a pamphlet, um, to, to participate. And you said that people who have delivered a baby, a healthy baby can be a part of this and can help. So what we're really, really excited about is, um, a, the pregnancy research project. And this is a project that we're just looking to gather data. So healthy pregnancies, losses, um, just to have a database where then we can actually do studies and have the information to then that will lead to prevention. Um, so, yep, anyone over 18, if you've had a stillbirth, you can participate. If you've had a healthy pregnancy within five years, you can participate. And then also if you're currently pregnant after 12 weeks, um, you can also participate. So um, anyone also looking to kind of help the research, welcome to to join. And it's more just um, like them doing surveys and just getting it to understand your pregnancy, nothing invasive or. Exactly. Yes. Thanks for asking. It's, um, it's a survey. And then also you're invited to share your um, prenatal and delivery records. So you can sign a waiver for, um, to send access of just for that pregnancy to the study. And it is all secure and Mm -hmm. um, de-identified. Well, I think that's, like, I mean, I feel like that's such a good way to help, you know, like to be a part of it, you know, if you haven't been through it, you know, but you can help the research to help prevent it and, and learn more. So for anyone who's listening, 
you know, and if you, you know, maybe you haven't been through this, but there is a way that you can help and support. Um, so what else can you do? What else could people do with the Star Legacy, like to help and support? Like just you volunteer, you put on a trivia night, like she's yeah, always so, busy. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Currently the, the chair of our um, Maryland chapter, and we have uh, four other chair women. And um, so we've been organizing different champion events, and then we're going to be working on the education piece and and working with some hospitals. Also, if anyone is interested in volunteering, not only with the Maryland chapter, but there are chapters popping up in, you know, almost every state. Okay. Um, so there should be a, one local to someone. Okay. So I'm going to be putting all that information um, in the post so you can check out on my blog post and I'll have the information to direct you right to the Star Legacy Foundation um, so you can get involved. But Molly, so what, like, what is life after a stillbirth? Someone who's been through it, you know, and, you know, maybe there's people listening and I'm sure there's women that are listening, you know, like how, how do you go day by day? Like, how do you get, you know, through it? Like, how do you, what is it like? You know, you're, she has two daughter, beautiful daughters now, you know, she's just amazing woman, you know, like living on her own in a neighborhood with two daughters. Um, how do you get through it? Like, how do you take day by day? Well, I, it's, it's not easy. So if anyone is going through this right now, it, the stages of grief are real. You know, there, there are days that are really difficult. There are days where you're so angry, but, um, you know, we are able to get to a point of, um, just to prevent, you know, so we don't want, we don't want our group to grow. You know, it's, it's nice to have the volunteers, but you know, our, our goal is that we don't continue to, to grow as a group and, you know, continue to have, um, families with, with loss, but you know, it, it makes sure it doesn't make you take every day. You just don't take it for granted and just, you know, appreciate my girls so much. And it, it helps me feel like Eve is with us, you know, just by feeling her presence. Right. Right. So lastly, what can people do to really support, like to support you? Like, could someone bring you that brought you dinner? Like, you know, what, you know, for me, like going back to, I just feel like I wouldn't know the first thing to do. So what would you say? Like first thing to do that something like this happens, you know, how can we, you know, be your tribe? How can we be there for you? What can we do for you? Oh, that's such a great question. I think it's just that. I think it's it's being there, and it is bringing dinner. It is talking, you know, asking how you're doing. I it is difficult because you know I was very active even during my pregnancy with Eva, and not knowing what to, how to work out afterwards, because you sure don't want to look at the pregnancy, you know, how to get your body back, those kind of things. So right. you know, just even having a friend to walk with. Um, That's so true. And just. You know, because you, you're postpartum and um, just having that support is, is really helpful. Because you still are having like the hormones. I mean, everything mm-hmm. is the same, like with your body That's right. as a yeah. pregnancy, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah, your, your milk comes in. Oh, um, okay. And then, so yeah. how do you, so your milk came in and you just had to let it, like let it run its course? Like, yeah. And there's, there's ways that, you know, I've heard beautiful stories of women who have donated uh, their milk, you know, ways to kind of prevent it. The old cabbage trick. Okay. Um, so, you know, it kind of stifles it from coming in, but, um, yeah. And then one of my questions, I'm trying to think of things that I asked 
Molly that I was curious about, but I asked her, you know, did you get to hold her, mm-hmm. you know, and, and how, you know, how was that? And you said you did. And it was, it was amazing to, to have her in your arms. Yeah. It's, I, I think as, as most families, so I, I just wish I had more pictures. It's just, it's such a tough time, but to be able to think ahead, I, I do wish there were, there were more. There are more. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then um, I wrote this down, you know, for advice for uh, nurses, you know, like people, you know, that they're in that situation, they're a labor and delivery nurse. And, you know, what it was something impactful that someone did, you know, that you can remember or, you know, or that a nurse did or, you know, how, how can they be or what the right things for them to say? I think just understanding um, how difficult it is for, you know, both parents at that time and just really just having that empathy and, you know, this, this is their child. Right. Molly's doing so good. I know this is such, I, when I first asked her, you know, would you want to be on my podcast? And I didn't know if she'd want to do this. I was like, I don't know. Would you want to talk about this? And she was like, oh my gosh, yes. She was like, I would love to, I'd love to tell my story. And she wanted to talk about Star Legacy and just, she had so much passion. And that's why this whole podcast started because, you know, to interview people that I thought were inspiring and so that their inspiration could inspire others. And if you're listening to this podcast, I know you are inspired and to hear like there is life after a stillbirth and, you know, and just, you know, she's so, Eva would have been six right? Yeah. Six on the 30th. And so, you know, to, to go through all that and to come out the other side and we're, you know, and to be able to, um, you know, participate in, you know, the research of it and to talk about it. And, uh, tonight we are lighting a candle for Eva. And so it's, I wrote it the way was the wave of light tonight yep. at seven That's o'clock. Right. So, um, so we are going to hop off this podcast so we can make it in time so we can light that candle and we can remember all of those that have been lost. I, I, I think that's something I struggle with too, is how do you, I never know what to say, like that you lost a baby. And then I always am like, Baron, why did you say that? You didn't actually even lose anybody. What is the right way? Like that it would for you. No, and I think that's totally appropriate. I think the fact that you acknowledge and we talk about it is, is okay. Yeah. Good. Okay. Yeah. All right. So thank you for listening in. Thank you for listening to Molly. She has something else to say. I do. I just wanted to say thank you, Farron, because I think you just have this beautiful um, way of showing other people their strengths. And I think that um, also listening to your the other podcasts, maybe that, you know, us as women, we don't understand the power we have within. So you just have such a beautiful quality to be able to bring that out and highlight that for us all. Thank you, Molly. You're the best. Now we're all crying. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So thank you for listening in to the Inspire Her podcast. Be sure to check out um, the Star Legacy Foundation there. I will post everything. Is there anywhere else that you would suggest? So people wanted to, you're on Instagram. People are like, who is Molly? Um, It's What is your um, IG handle? Molly underscore bacon. Okay. And I'll put that in there. And then she's also on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, and I will connect everything to the Star Legacy Foundation so you can um, see what it's all about. And, you know, if you have any questions, I'm sure Molly would be okay if you reached out to her. Um, I will include her directly to her Instagram. Um, She's an amazing person. And if you ever need anybody, I'm she's 
she's going to be here. She's going to be here. She's going to be your girl. So thank you for listening in. Hope you have a great night. Thank you so much for listening to the Inspire Her podcast. Make sure you share it with your friends. Tag me on Instagram, Insta Stories, or Facebook, and let's inspire her together.